0: Welcome to The NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by TheLines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. A little bit sick, Nate Weitzer going to be getting on that lozenge that he's got there to make sure he can get some uh, good picks out to you guys without too much phlegm in the throat. I'll also be uh, maybe taking commandeering some of the the talking here for you, but I think we're in agreement in a lot of these picks. So we'll continue to roll along. We're looking at Monday's pretty big slate here for everybody after uh, the weekend of games that we saw. On the season now, after a really solid Friday, Nate, we are 22 and 16. We are up 6.85 units picking games since last Tuesday. Really a real bad Monday, Tuesday, or excuse me, Tuesday, Wednesday last week. And since then, been riding high. Uh, on Friday, we went 5 and 1 in the best bets. We went 4 and 2 in the play of props. A nice 9 and 3 on the day. Made a lot of units there. So we'll look to, to stick around uh, in the positive here with you guys and continue feeling good about this uh, early NBA season. Do follow along, like and subscribe to that page. You can and continue to check out each and every one of these videos. We're bringing you every weekday this season, play a props and best bets uh, each and every day. Like I said, make sure to use that odds finder tool on the lines.com as well. We use that to make sure we're getting the best odds available to you guys um, from all these books, giving us bets this season, Nate, let's go ahead and get into your first pick here for Monday slate.
1: Yeah. Playing through some COVID here, folks, but um uh, still going to bring you the best bets. The mind is still sharp, uh, and I see the the writing on the wall here, with the Heat plus five at Bucks. Um, considering Jimmy Butler did not play on the second leg of their back to back at Minnesota, uh, it's clearly because this is a, a circled game on the calendar. After Dame, you know, sort of spurned them, it wasn't really up to him. But there is some motivation to derive here for the Heat facing this this team that honestly hasn't been very good. I mean, the Bucks half-court offense <clears throat> is one of the worst in the league through two games. It's just been a bit of a struggle for them to figure out, Dame and Giannis, that is, how to play together. Uh, Giannis has a 103 offensive rating in these two games with Dame. He's He's got five turnovers to three assists. The team is 25th in assists per game. Uh, and Dame coming off you know basically the worst performance in, in recent memory for him against a Hawks team that is not very good defensively. Now he faces Miami. His last four against Miami, he's averaging 18.8 points per game on 35% shooting. They know how to contain him to a degree. And I think Jimmy's going to take that assignment personally at times. Um, the Bucks on a back-to-back here. And their defense is, is already not great. I mean, it's, in fact, it's dead last in opponents effective field goal percentage through these two games. I honestly think they kind of lucked into that win against Philly with Dame just kind of taking over. It, it was, you know, it, it looked like a rec league team where it was just like Giannis handing him the ball and being like, okay, you, you do it. You do it. You, you win the game. And uh, there's just, there's no semblance of order here, which is, which brings me to like the coaching mismatch. Eric Spolstra consensus, best coach in the NBA against a rookie Adrian Griffin, who, you know, it, it's not an easy task to integrate these two superstars and their varying games. But, I mean, he he's a rookie, and right now it looks like it. Like, their half-court offense, again, 97 rating against Philly, it was just a mess for a while in the fourth quarter. And the Heat, back on their lockdown shit, what they do, second fewest free throws allowed, top 10 in fit, fast break points allowed. Um, and, and, you know, they, but they've only played a couple games here and, and really been preparing for this one. Jimmy, we know what he does against the Bucks, right? I mean, everybody remembers that playoff series where he was just unstoppable and in four regular season meetings had a 129 offensive rating last year against them. So, I think they cover. Uh I think you can sprinkle on the money line here plus 172. I I honestly, you know, in this back-to-back situation for the Bucks, I would not necessarily expect them to win. So, I, I yeah, go ahead and put a half unit on the money line.
0: Okay. All right. I mean, Nate, Nate is the ever Miami believer. We know that. Like, he will never not believe in Miami no matter what. I think the thing that is going for you the most in this bet is the Jimmy Butler motivation, the overall Miami Heat motivation, which obviously takes on the personality of Jimmy, and whatever mood he's in is sort of how the Miami Heat go, and I think you can expect it to be one of those regular season games where they try pretty hard. I did mention to you that they're missing a few guys that I do think are important. I mean, that defense that you mentioned that's right back on its bullshit is like Josh Richardson's a super nice addition to it. Uh, and he's, he's not going to play tonight. Caleb Martin, obviously still coming off the bench for the most part. And and his defense is, is obviously incredibly solid as well on the wing. He's doubtful tonight. So a couple of the guys missing, but Milwaukee doesn't have it together. I think at the end of the day, you put Jimmy Bam, Tyler hero, you're going to have Duncan Robinson out there. Um, Kevin Love is still going to get some minutes and, and, you know, everybody else that at this point that a few a few other guys left that have been there since last season, you've still got five, six, seven guys have been playing with each other, including Lowry, you know, for a few seasons. Now, I think chemistry is just going to come into play. I, I took under 55 and a half wins over the regular season for the Bucks, because while they might end up being one of the best uh, playoff teams, once we get to the postseason, I just don't think they're going to be considered a top uh, regular season team to that degree up until they figure it out and they clearly haven't figured it out. You can say it's a two game sample size uh, but up to this point, even the offense that we saw against Philly, who I think we were all kind of like tarnishing Philly and then they barely beat them. So it kind of says something about it all and as I continue to talk about it, I'm buying into your pick more and more with the heat covering in this game. So I'm with you on that. I'm going to move to a game that I think is still going to be pretty up and down and fun, even though it contains uh, it has one of the slowest teams in it in Chicago, but Chicago is in, in, in Indy taking on the Pacers at minus three who we already told you we're going to be the most fun league pass team and have not disappointed through their first couple games of the season, scoring, uh, what, like 138 points per game or something at this point. So their, their total is at 226 in this game. And I'm going to take the over, uh, it's down from 227 and a half. I think maybe some people bet it down from, from, uh, Chicago playing so slowly and which I totally get. However, you don't really have a choice against the Pacers. Like you can try to slow it down, but they're pick, picking the ball up out of the basket and sprinting down the court. So like do what you will with that. Um, Indy won three of four versus Chicago last season. I do like them at minus three. If you want that as well. I just, I think the, the 226 continues to just look better and better and is my preferred bet. So I'm going to put, I'm just going to put a full unit on the, the over 2226. Maybe I'll put a little quarter on the, the, the over as well. Just like in a little uh, parlay, just to have some fun with it. But for the most part, I think the over comes into play because, like I said, Chicago can try to do what they want to do to slow things down, but the Pacers are going to speed you up. They got more Kobe White out there, which is where they also play faster, does Chicago. But last year in the the, uh, three games uh, that they played out of four went with 100 pace, all of them exactly 100 pace. Um, And the last game that even did not go over was a huge over. It was uh, it it was a played at a 93 pace uh, at the end of the season there in March but it still went over 125, 122 in that game, comfortably over 226 there. So um, we're getting a bit of value in it because, like I said, Chicago's playing at the second slowest pace in the league, but it's early in the season when everybody's just sprinting up and down the court somewhat aimlessly at times, and that's why their second slowest pace is still a 97, which would have been good for a top 20 pace last season, not even bottom 10 uh, by the end of last year with teams slowing down as you get later into the season. So we're still playing at these fast paces. We're going to get the Pacers running at an even extreme pace. Uh, And I think you're going to, part of that is, is, I mean, it's obviously by plan. You look at, uh, I looked at some of the minutes for the Pacers so far and zero players are averaging 30 minutes per game and you have seven players averaging at least 20 minutes per game, and then a couple other guys are averaging 18 and 16 minutes per game. So it's a deep rotation that, that Rick Carlisle is going to uh, all the way down to like 9, 10 guys a lot, and that's why they just have so much energy, and it's just the 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 mantra is go. Just continue going. So I, they're going to just do everything in their power to continue to get this game over two twenty six total, and this early in the season especially, I, I don't think there's much Chicago's going to be able to do to slow it down, and they haven't even slowed it down that much. When you look at a 97 pace which is what most teams played in the playoffs last season for instance
1: yeah and the Pacers are at home so they're going to be dictating the style of play to a degree um, I'm going to go back to the well with Miles Turner over seven and a half rebounds which is something I bet when they were playing the Cavs on on Saturday uh, because yeah if you're playing a, an offense that's not great when Donovan Mitchell didn't play in that game Miles Turner should be gobbling up boards I think he, he, the market is a little deflated on him because he was injured so much of last year, but 12 rebounds in that Cavs game. Yeah. Despite playing 29 minutes, like you said, I mean, the, the minutes it's, it's kind of skewed because their first game was a blowout win, right? Indy, but True. he does have a secure role and, and Chicago is dead last in effective field goal percentage shooting at putrid 46% on effective field goal percentage, um, which brings me to my second pick here. Money line parlay, with the Pacers, the Pelicans, and the Nuggets on uh, the money lines there, that's about plus 250. And I guess Denver is the one on short rest you might be concerned about at home against Utah. Utah has actually beaten them a lot uh, in the last couple seasons, but not at home last year. Nuggets won both meetings at home with a plus 11 net rating. And it's a situation where, you know, I kind of poo-pooed Josh's at Memphis, Denver to cover at Memphis pick for, on Friday because this is what we see from the Nuggets when they go on the road after a win. They might scrape out another win, but they're they're probably not covering. When they come home on a back-to-back, they've won their last five straight up um, on back-to-backs at home versus losing five of their last six road to back-to-backs. I mean, they went 44-8 and at home last year. Pretty sure that's the best record in the NBA. Um, and, and they've just... Come out um, looking like one of the best defenses in the league immediately. Um, shutting down AD in the second half. Shutting down Desmond Bain and shutting down SGA, who nobody has done. in And that got them some extra rest because they were able to blow out OKC on Sunday here. So, Larry Markkinen is up next. Uh, Aaron Gordon matches up pretty well on him. I, I think Denver can get it done, get another win here. Golden State is on a back-to-back. At NOLA, last this situation arose last year. They they rested everybody and lost by forty five points at at New Orleans. Um, so I mean we we don't know who's going to play at this point, but probably not everybody in terms of their vets. They went two and eight in road back to backs last year. So it's just a question of how inflated that spread gets. Um, but I mean you should still be able to get plus odds putting all these together. And and like Josh outlined, yeah, Indy. The best offense in the league thus far, Chicago, one of the worst, shooting 28% from three. There's just no way they're going to be able to keep pace. Um, But, you know, Indy can get you over on their own in that game uh, if you want to take over 226.
0: Yeah, it it took a a 51-point game from Zach Levine already, so if you had him... As uh, as your your first fifty point game of the season, Mazel Tov. But for, for them to even get up to to some of the points that they have scored, I think it's it's a simple case of like the Miami Dolphins playing a decent defense, but just an offense that can't hang. You know what I mean? And it's going to be the same concept. At the end of the day, you're going to need to score 120 points to beat this team, unless you just play insanely good defense, uh, transition defense, especially by the way, which would be huge. Uh, I, I don't know that they have that particular skill set in them for this one, especially with the amount that Kobe white keeps playing. We should see a lot of Alex Caruso in this game. I got to imagine you cannot, uh, he's just, he's clearly the best defender for Tyrese. And, and even there, obviously he gives up a bunch of height. So it's, it's just an awesome situation for, for the Pacers. Uh, like you said, so yeah. And the other, the other games I I completely agree with Denver, no qualms. You, you get them on the money line. That's wonderful. And then this game, uh, the Pellies and the Warriors, which I'll talk about right now, because I'm taking the Pellies where you can still get them minus three. Um, over Golden State, who's visiting now, on a back-to-back. So, we, like, look, I, there's no way, like, I, there's just no way that, that the Warriors are going to be as bad on the road this season as they were last season. You just can't be. That was a total anomaly. That said, they're not going to play anybody. Um, Draymond is still nursing an injury. There's no injury report out for them, but he already missed games because of that this season, and is, there's just no way he, you play him on a back-to-back at this point. Chris Paul and Steph... And Clay Thompson are all uh, averaging 32 plus minutes per game so far. Now you're on the back-to-back. We, we know what this what, what it is. like. We just know what happens now. Uh, they're going to get at least two of those guys, in my opinion, uh, in between Clay, Curry, and Chris Paul, onto that injury report before the game starts, and you're not going to see two of them. So they lost to New Orleans twice on the road last season in the similar situation. One of them was a back-to-back. They didn't play anybody in either of them. We don't have much to go off of, but I just think minus three before you see a starting lineup that has Moses Moody in it is one that you want to go ahead and get up, which, by the way, no shade to Moses Moody. He's looked really good as a guy coming off the bench, but this is just going to be a situation where the Pellys get come in, get the rest advantage. They have all their guys in uh, and and they can go ahead and be a little bit free with the lineup, but like they're still going to have plenty of guys to throw in there that are all going to be better than the guys. I think you're going to see for golden state. It's it's just kind of how it goes at this point for this, this golden state warriors team at this point. And so on no rest, they were eight and seven against the spread last season with a minus three margin of victory. Um, But that also uh, was in a few games where like you saw guys like Jordan Poole come in and just kind of go, go off uh and, and when they had all their backups in last season it's not even the same level of, of offensive capability in, in terms of that second unit anymore you don't really have a key scorer at this point like i said moses moody god bless still not going to be that for them so um I, like with with new orleans they're going to be what they were when zion was around last year and that is a very like a fast moving. Uh, very good, not very great defensive team, but very good defensive team uh, and a, could be better rebounding. But they really just pound the offensive boards enough that it, it's not, they're going to get so many more points on the offensive end from that level of play um, that the defensive boards that they've been struggling with a little bit so far don't really hurt them nearly as much. So New Orleans has had the best defense in the league so far, uh, which I think is what you're going to continue to see from them when they have all their guys in, obviously Zion included, which is really interesting because last year they actually had a way better defensive rating with Zion in than when he was out, even though at times people thought he was kind of a liability in one-on-one situations uh, and definitely boxing out as well, where he didn't do as much of that as he did relying on on his hops. But with the health of the team that it is right now, they don't even have Trey Murphy uh, and they still have a very nice rotation with a couple guys returning as well from injury. I know Alvarado still continues to miss some games, so he'll probably be out in this one. But um, other than that, he and Trey Murphy, they should be pretty good to go tonight. So with that in mind, the way that they're playing defense the way that I think they're going to be able to outscore the, the roster that uh, that the Warriors are going to put out there tonight. Minus three is probably going to rise as soon as you see the injury report from the, the Warriors come out. I think it's worth to get ahead of it.
1: Yeah, it's worth backing New Orleans, which is basically was the best team in the West last year before Zion got injured. And I would say, once again, looks like one of the best teams in, you know, until we get that Zion injury. Uh, which you know is is a is a matter of time probably. You knock on wood. For now, yeah, I, I will fade Golden State on the road. Take take Nola at home. Um, I mentioned why, especially in this spot, you should feel especially confident about it. Yeah, for sure.
0: So looking for another great day on the best bets here. Five and one yesterday, like we said, won four units on the night. So look to stay above that here. or Not necessarily above that, but right around that. Uh, couldn't even afford one extra loss, but we're not feeling that. So uh, make sure you do note that Nate also threw the, the Miles Turner over rebounds bet in there. I do like that with him. You get plus money on over seven and a half. Just wanted to sort of bring that hammer that one home a little bit more. But Nate, let's go ahead and get into your first play up prop here from Monday's big juicy slate.
1: Yeah, the rookie, Osair Thompson, 11.5 rebounds and assists going over on that. Um, and can we get the man a, a nickname at this point? I mean, I think Pogo Sticks is probably pretty um, pretty fitting considering how he just seems to just elevate after he's jumped and just eclipse shots. And in this case, grab rebounds per 100 possessions. He's grabbing 18 rebounds and, and handing out eight assists. Because he can't shoot, so he's going to just be passing uh, all night. I mean, he's shooting 26% for the field. This was the knock on him versus his twin brother, is that his just offensive game is not refined, but he has this insane hop. So, you know, his minutes have gone up in the last two here, and he's gotten 12 and 13 boards just getting over this prop. In just boards, also handed out 11 assists in those last two games, both Ws for Detroit. Now facing a OKC team that's on a back-to-back. And last year, they shot much worse on back-to-backs, 44% from the field, resulting in 49 rebounds for opponents, uh, which is you know up two rebounds per game versus normal rest. Also allowed 116 points per game, so that'll help you get the assists. And, and, and through a couple games here, OKC giving up 9.2 rebounds per game, two small forwards, although Thompson... Is is a bit of more of a, your above average leaper for a small forward. As long as he gets thirty plus minutes, I I think he gets these boards. Gets close to this with just the boards. Um, so that's why I'm going with it.
0: Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, Pogo sticks, just to be clear, you are spelling with an X at the end, I believe, to get to Pogo sticks so that it's, it's a little bit more unique than the regular word. I believe Pogo stick probably has a brand trademark on that name as well. So you'd probably have to go with the X there to get it in. But I'm with it. Heretofore, Oscar Thompson is Pogo sticks on this show. I appreciate that. I'm going to go with Trey Young, no, someone who cannot be confused with having uh, super great hops and will never be confused for Oscar Thompson. But obviously, we know everything else he does. So let's go with over 24 and a half for Trey. I think it's very low. I, I think it's at least like three or four points off of what it should be. When you look at what he's done against the Timberwolves, I'm going a full unit and a half. Uh, it's minus 104 on FanDuel. I also hit it last night at 23 and a half uh, for worse juice, but um, I think it's definitely worth it for the better juice here, at nearly even money uh, for him to get 25. He played Minnesota uh, in his twice last season, twice the season before. So in the last four that he's played them, he's averaged 34 a game, five boards, 10 assists. That's all in 34 minutes per game against them. Um, he's shooting 50% from the field, 52 from deep, and 92 from the line, where he's gotten 12 and a half times on average against them in those last four. As a as a little scrawny guard, just continues to get to the line against them. 11 and a half points per game from the free throw line against this Minnesota team, some Shaq stuff, dude, it's crazy. Um, but it's, it kind of, there's a pretty simple explanation. He puts Rudy Gobert in the pick and roll, or if you want, he puts cat, a Carl Anthony Towns in the pick and roll. Whomever wants to come get it, they can come get it. It's just whomever's guarding Capella in that sense. And sometimes with John Collins, who obviously he doesn't have there anymore, but he's just going to run this into the ground again with Clint Capella because you need to pull Rudy away from the basket. You need to get him pedaling backwards and then he's toast, right? Then he's a baguette, a cooked baguette. Uh, So I think we can go with with the full unit and a half for Trey in this one. Uh, If you even look at the, the way that he's played at home, 39 points per game and 11 assists per game and the last two for him at home that he's averaged against this team and these totals just skyrocket like I thought about an over in this game as well I I just wanted to get in on the points that I think are going to come because the total is up to like 235 and a half right now because these two teams have averaged 246 points per game in these last four that I keep talking about Trey having such good offensive numbers and I mean already like Minnesota's giving up a ton of points to point guards because it's kind of what they do it's it's what they did last season as well you're going to continue to see uh, the ability for guys to obviously score on old Mike Conley and, and whatnot so uh, n- n- not a man I like to trash but Trey's a little bit better at home as well scores 28 per game at home last year versus 25 so uh, even more assists if you wanted to throw that in there somewhere I'm, not, I'm fine with it because it's just going to be pick and roll to death time uh, tonight against this Minnesota team and and Trey's going to eat, get probably close to 30, if not 30. So over 24 and a half feels like a steal.
1: Yeah. It's something he did six of eight back to backs last year uh, with the exceptions coming against like Miami, who he's always struggled against and not this Minnesota team, which is Mike Conley at the point of attack, you know, just a a complete, just, just a veteran at this point, a geriatric uh, point guard. Um, Trey should have no problem cooking against him. Uh, I fully support Careful, it.
0: Careful, we love Mike Conley on this show, but he is going to get cooked
1: today. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to go with the Celtic here. Derek White over 12.5 points uh, or 16.5 points rebounds. Split the unit if you want or take either. Because, I mean, his role is secure now. The Celtics, they have very clearly defined roles. I think they have like of their points from starting players against Miami in their last game. It's just like the second unit is not going to produce much. They're just going to spell these guys. So now white playing 34 minutes per game versus 28 last year. It's not a coincidence that he's averaging 20 points and six rebounds through two games with a ridiculous offensive rating. He means he's incredibly efficient on both ends of the floor. Um, Last year per 36, he averaged 16 points. So, uh, and, but this year I mean I think you see the confidence continue to grow after what he was able to do in the playoffs for them and, and you know now coming into the season as, as just again a, a very clear part of their future as part of the what I would say is the best starting lineup in the league. Um, and now you, the, the matchup at Washington and Jordan Poole who unsurprisingly is helping allow the third most overall fantasy points to point guards this season. That's points, rebounds, and assists should be coming in in spades here because Washington's playing at the fastest pace in the league and is 26th in defensive rating, second most points per game allowed and allowing the second most defensive rebounds. So, So White is a very good rebounding guard. I think he gets there with the points and the rebounds.
0: Yeah, I love Derek White. He, he, Derek White and the Celtics are like a beautiful rom-com where it's like we've been looking for a point guard for so long, and it's like he's been under your nose the whole time. Like <laughs> he's been there for you the whole time. Where you have a responsible, organized point guard who's pretty tall he does everything else that these guys don't want to do he blocks shots from the guard position um he's all defense nba he he's he could be first team this year with the amount of minutes that he's getting that was a pretty good bet uh futures bet i made at the beginning of the season by the way was derrick white all first team because he's gonna keep soaking up the usage like They've got what they've been looking for. It's so awesome to watch him out there. And and what's really awesome is these guys trust him. Like you watch Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, give him the ball at the top of the key and say like, set us up, organize us. You bring the ball up. I don't need it in my hands. We haven't seen that. Why, why would you? I, God bless Marcus. Like Marcus was never going to be the guy, that guy. Um, that's Derek white, like bringing his Spurs DNA to the, to the Celtics and really helping out. So yeah, I'm going to continue to feel good about a lot of Derek white stuff. The points at 12 and a half is like s- starting to be right around where I max out for him. Um, but everything else with the points and rebounds, the rebounds and even assists, uh, I think it's all good for him in an, an it, tonight. He should eat, especially against Jordan Poole. So I'm just, uh, I'm gushing over your pick here. Big time. Um, uh, let me go ahead and close things out with SGA and I wanted to get in on OKC winning this game against Detroit at home, which you don't have to tell me that Detroit's better. I I'm definitely a Detroit Stan because I'm a Cade Cunningham Stan. I, I mean, I, I definitely believe in Cade Cunningham ham as your like all star uh, franchise point guard. Not a question. But. Um, that all that said like SGA this is a spot that SGA I think is going to eat and I think this thunder team is going to eat because I think they're pretty pissed that they just got waxed by the Denver Nuggets on a Sunday uh, while everybody else was watching Red Zone, they were getting smacked in the face. It was during the witching hour, too, that they were getting smacked in the face, and I was like, I'm not watching that while there's touchdowns flying around on Red Zone. Uh, but I think in this spot, you know, they're coming back home. They're they're taking on um, the, the Detroit Pistons. It's a minus five and a half point spread now. Opened a, a, about minus five. And I took it at minus five. I'm going to throw it into a parlay here since this is the play of props video with SGA. So an SGP featuring SGA and OKC to win by four and a half. I'm going to take him at 25 plus points because, like, I could take him at 30, and that's what most people would do here. I juiced up his lower point total because, like, there there were just a few things. Like, I do believe in Detroit's uh, ability to guard the perimeter a little bit more, but not quite enough, right? And, And Shea is still going to get inside where. Detroit does have some bodies down low that have been pretty good at defending the rim so far this season. And when, even when they played a bit last season, I will say, including Jalen Duran, who they're finally giving some more time to. Um, but all that said, like I th- still think shade to get 25 is a pretty good bet. He, he failed to score 20 last year, three times, which he just did against Denver in 28 minutes where he scored seven points, which I don't think he's done in like three seasons. Um, but following the three times that he did not score 20 last year, he averaged 31 points per game in the following three. Um, Like I said, he played just 28 minutes. That's a huge reason why we're getting so much uh, value, I think, on them at home against Detroit, where I think most of the public would devalue Detroit and value OKC. But the books were still like, well, they're on a back to back. Maybe something will happen there barely a back-to-back nobody played 30 minutes nobody was really trying by that by the time they came out of the game because it was already a 20 point blowout for them in the third quarter um so that gives us some juice on the spread and why i didn't feel the need to just take the money line here i still think getting the four and a half where i took them um just so i can keep that number under five which i like doing five is a pretty key number in basketball so i want to continue to keep it under that five with them at home shooting free throws at the end that kind of thing um he already dropped 33 on them last year in november and the one time that he faced the Pistons, um, and like. Like I said, the, the Pistons just way better at guarding people down low. They've already given up 50 plus to, to Zach Levine this year. Jimmy had 20 against them. And then three Charlotte guards had to, three Charlotte guards. If you include Gordon Hayward in there as a perimeter player, all scored uh, 20 plus against them in the, in the same game uh, against them in this uh, earlier in the season. So uh, the SGP for, for SGA to go 25 plus with OKC minus four and a half plus 130. Give me a full unit. And we ride with the, uh, with the Thunder tonight.
1: Yeah. I, I like your logic on all this for the bounce back spot. I would just go with the money line and, and take him at his actual prop, which is 30 points. Like he's projected to score 29 and a half. I don't know why you're worried about him scoring 30. I'd be more worried about OKC covering five, five and a half on a back to back. Granted it's a different type of back to back situation, but Detroit has been in like every game so far. Um, I don't necessarily see them getting blown out as long as Cade Cunningham is, is active. Um, So I'd rather go 30-plus on the money line, personally.
0: Yeah, I feel you. I mean, when I was looking at them not getting – I mean, they blew out the Hornets – do what you will with that. Still not going to try to figure out Charlotte, even though I did like them to beat Atlanta. Uh, and then, yeah, they they, they play Miami well uh, at home. Miami, not trying, mm-hmm. first game of the season. It's Some of that, I think it's going to be try-hard time for the Thunder, which is why I think the the Pistons are going to be a little bit above, like, they're, they're not going to be able to meet them at that level. So, we'll see. Either way, uh, we're, we continue to stay high on these play-up props. Like we said uh, in the other video here, the best bets that we have up for you, we are a, a resounding 22-16 and 16 on the season, now up 6.85 units for you guys so we're gonna to look to stay hot here on a big slate for monday continue to follow along until we do see you next happy betting